You're listening to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Christine, certified life coach, pain to power mentor, and creator of Embody You Mindset Mastery School. I'm here today to discuss living life after disease, disaster, or adversity, to discuss living life fully once again, a life of hope, peace, and resiliency, a life fully embodied. I utilize the lessons that I learned going through not one, but two primary cancers. I'm here today to guide you to the life of your dreams, turn your pain into power, and lead you back to yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. want to talk about energy levels. This is a topic that has been requested by the ladies in my group. And so therefore, we're going to talk a little bit about how to improve energy levels and how to get yourself feeling a little bit more normal once you are in survivorship. So there is a two part to this series. There's going to be a part where we talk about what you should do and then a part where we talk about what you shouldn't do. And then I'd like to finish with the number one energy drain and how to work with it. Okay. So number one with energy levels after you have finished cancer treatment, they're always low. You are not immune and everyone feels it. So if you're feeling really upset, you know, that, you know, you're lazy or tired or something along those lines, none of that is true. You are just like all of us. Your body has been put through the ringer. You are tired. You are done. And your body is, it needs some rest. Okay. So give yourself a little bit of grace that there's a period of time, some weeks, some, for some people it's months, for some people it's years and they just feel lethargic and tired and everyone goes through this. For me, it was probably months, um, is how, what I felt with it, but I had a golden ticket in my pack back pocket, which was my naturopathic doctor. So I was given all of the tools that I needed right away at the beginning. So I had a lot of really great suggestions that I executed and followed through, fell through on. And I started feeling much better within months. And I believe it was something like, I want to say five months before I started getting my energy back. But that coincided with the number one energy drain, which I'll talk about. So some of the things that my naturopathic doctor told me to do. Now, I am not a doctor, so these may or may not work for you. I highly recommend if you are into the natural arts like I am to have a naturopathic doctor in your back pocket because it makes such a big difference and really, really, really helped me. So some of the things were at the very minimum, start walking, 
And I know that you've heard all of this. Exercise, eat well, get enough sleep. I'm going to reiterate some of those things. One of them being walking. It is important to do a little bit of walking. Because in the beginning, a lot of people tell you, rest, rest, rest. And although that does have some truth to it, you should have naps when you need them. You should have rest when you need them. All of these things, it is important. But the if you are always stagnant, your body is going to get more stagnant. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? So if you're not putting any energy out, it's going to be difficult to regain that. And understandably so, your body is not in a good state right now. It's difficult for you to walk. It's difficult for you to want to exercise and all of those sorts of things. So rather than taking the model of if you're going to exercise now, suddenly you're going to the gym or, you know, if you're going to exercise, that means that you're trying to lose weight rather than that model. I invite you to instead see it from a standpoint of I'm regaining my energy. I am adding health to my body. And that might look like three minutes of walking for you. That might look like five minutes. That might look for, look like 10 minutes. And that is totally okay. And you can do it in any way that you like. It can be down the street. It can be in nature. It can be on your tread climber. It can be whatever. For me, it was my tread climber because it was the dead of winter. (laughs) So I started with 10 minute walks and I did that every day, even though I was bag tired and I didn't want to. But again, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So I wanted to get my energy back. So I had to push through and persevere. And that is a choice that we have to make as survivors because I wish it was just still there for us, the energy, but we are starting from square one. Our muscles have atrophied, our bodies have atrophied, our lungs are are smaller, the capacity is not there anymore. You know, our bodies are just not in a good state and so we do have to push through. I wish I could tell you something better, but there, it's just not the truth. You do have to start from small and grow, okay? Some other tips that I was given by my naturopathic doctor were meditation and mindfulness. And now meditation and mindfulness can be really, really scary to a lot of people because they just picture this person with their legs crossed with their hands in a mudra and yelling om or chanting om. Maybe not yelling om, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so that is that is not meditation, okay? That is one form of meditation. There are thousands of versions of meditation, okay? For some people, cross-stitching is meditation. For some people, knitting is meditation. For some people, painting is meditation. Walking in nature, listening to a guided meditation is my form of meditation. I meditate every day, but I listen to a guided meditation because I don't really want to clear my mind. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> I have 50,000 thoughts a day at least, and so I don't. And that's that's my version of mindfulness, okay? So pick something that suits you but calms your nervous system. Because when we are always in this fight or flight response, it's going to drain your energy, right? If you're constantly in fear, constantly in anger, all of those sorts of things, it's going to drain your energy. So finding something that calms your nervous system in whatever way is for you, that's, that's where you want to be. 
Um, and I don't know if anybody's put anything in the chat or not yet because my phone is very small. So I'm just checking it. No, I don't see anything. Okay, if you have something to put in the chat, feel free. Okay, moving on. So some other ones um, there. Hi there, Erin. Um, and some other ones that are big is um, acupuncture was really helpful for me. That was another one. I went, I started going to acupuncture. I found it really helpful for my anger, frustration, and hot flashes, which were all tied. Whenever I got angry, I would get a hot flash or, or excited. And then additionally, it really helped with my energy levels. So acupuncture, if it's something that resonates with you, can be really, really helpful. Now, if acupuncture doesn't resonate with you, massage is also really great for getting that chi flow going in your body and getting the getting the body into a state of that's more relaxing that is able to move the the stagnant and stuck emotions through your body again i'm a really big hippie so this is going to be the types of verbiage that i use um so it's totally up to you whether or not this resonates with you but massage and energy healing of any kind really where you're moving that stuck energy can be really really helpful for the body okay there are certain supplements that are helpful for improving your energy again because I'm not a doctor I will not give recommendations I do work in a health food store and I or I used to and some of the ones that we used to offer for people with low energy were things like ginseng ashwagandha um, uh, l-theanine all of these really nice gentle relaxation but also awakening supplements so I recommend if there are different types of supplements that that your naturopathic doctor recommends or maybe your medical doctor recommends that might be helpful for regaining that energy. I know for myself, I took ashwagandha. That was really helpful for me and I took it in a therapeutic dose, but that was because of my, my naturopathic's uh, doctor's recommendation and I found that really helpful, okay? So certain supplements might be really helpful. From there, we've got fluids and eating well. That is, of course, really important, getting enough water and eating, eating well. Because what ends up happening when we are tired is that we have a difficult time giving ourselves the amount of water that we need, giving ourselves the type of food that we need because you're so tired that you don't want to chop those vegetables or that kale or whatever it is that you that your body is craving and needing because your body is craving and needing those things, but you're too tired. And so the things that you crave and need are things like, you know, the chips and the popcorn and the and these types of things that although in balance are perfectly fine, I will never, ever, ever be that person to say like, don't have sugar or don't have bread or don't have those sorts of things. Because I believe from my, my standpoint that life is about balance. And then I believe if we have a balance of all of the things that we are wanting, then in, in life, then we will have a happy life. And happy is really, really what's going to give you that energy, okay? So fluids and eating well 
is an absolute must. Get as much water as you can and start to integrate the things that you enjoy. I know that eating well isn't always the most exciting. <laughs> and I'm not talking about boring stuff. I'm talking about things that you actually enjoy. Pomegranate is a great, great energizing food. Um, cranberry is another delicious energizing food. Beans, lentils, legumes, all of these types of things they are really energizing and they can be really well made. So just trying to find things that resonate with you, that feel good, that sound good, and starting to add in those things rather than removing them. Because if you are removing foods, now you're restricting. And I do not believe in restriction because what happens when I say, don't do this? That means that the wanting to do that just triples, quadruples, and you cannot stop thinking about it. So I would never say don't do something. Instead, I will say add in things that make you feel good, that sound good, that sounds palpable. Add those things in and what will happen is over time, you will start to feel better. You will start to have more energy and therefore all of those foods will start to become the thing that you reach for first. Okay. So let that be a progression. Let yourself go through the process rather than, you know, going from not feeling well, being tired and, and not eating very well or sleeping very well. And then suddenly now you're eating well and you're exercising and you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that and you're cutting out all these foods. What's going to happen? The body is going to say too much, too quick, too fast. And it's going to shut down and it's going to say, no, I don't want this. And everything in your mind is going to scream at you, telling you that it is time for you to stop all of these healthy habits and go back to the person that you used to be. Right? So it's about allowing that process um, and allowing that to be. Okay. So that's sort of my list. And I will write this in the show notes so that you have the list so you don't have to remember all the things. So that is my list of things you should do. Now let's talk a little bit about what you shouldn't do and things that are not helping you contrary to popular belief. So some of those are too much coffee as I drink a coffee, but my coffee is decaf. Okay. So that helps. And I'd like doing a Swiss water decaf um, because there's no chemicals involved. I'm well, not no, but almost none. Um, but anyway, too much coffee and too much energy drinks are doing the opposite of what you want them to do. Okay. They are the, uh, one cup of coffee in the morning, two cups of coffee in the morning. It can be very, very helpful. But if you're using it to get energy all throughout the day, it is going to be depleting your energy because it, it makes your body work harder, which is great in the morning because it needs that or not needs that, but can absolutely benefit from that. But if you're all day pressing it into high gear, you're going to have a crash that's darker and harder. And then more, more often than not, you have a difficult time sleeping as well. So too much coffee is not helping. Another one that I've already mentioned is always resting. So people saying, you know, give yourself grace, rest as much as you need to. 
it does have an alternate effect because if you do not use it, you lose it. Okay. So always resting is not helping you. Instead, we have to make the choice to push ourselves into a place where we begin to cultivate more energy. Another one that I think is self-explanatory is eating the processed foods, eating the, eating the snacky foods, eating the foods that make you feel crappy afterwards. I mean, of course they're depleting our energy. We know that. And there are times for them to be appropriate. And there are times where enjoying with your friends and having people over and, and, you know, having that cheese dip and all those sorts of things is really, really beautiful. But there are times when you're just reaching for them because you are knackered, because you are tired. And that is the times where it's not helping you. One thing that my, um, that multiple naturopaths have told me now is that if you are to eat foods that are quote unquote bad, eat them in the presence of friends and family that make you feel good. <laughs> Let me clarify. Not all family makes you feel good. Um, so eat them in the, in the presence of friends and family, because when you're in the presence of friends and family and you're eating these foods, it is adding your body will digest it in a different way. It will take in nutrients in a different way than it would if you were sitting in front of the TV. And this has been documented. So it's pretty extraordinary what the mind can do for the body if it's in a place where it feels happy and joyful and gleeful. It will take in the nutrients differently. So that's a pretty cool little tidbit. So another one that is really harming you is not enough consistent sleep and not enough consistent sleep can be added, can be created by a lot of things. One is a nightcap before bed. It will disturb your sleep. Not everybody, but generally speaking, it disturbs your sleep. I know it disturbs mine. So having a nightcap before bed can disturb your sleep. So try to, if you're having the nightcap, do that a little earlier in the evening. If, if alcohol is something that you've decided to do in your life, there are studies to, for and against it. There are studies that say like it skyrockets your chance of recurrence. There's studies that say it's not that big of a deal. I choose balance. That's the way that I, I that's the way that I see alcohol. And I try to have wine and those types of things because, um, at least there's some benefit to that. There's, there's veritrol in the wine, which is good for anti-cancerous effects. <laughs> so, um, again, not, I'm not suggesting wine, but for me, this is my choice. Okay. So not enough consistent sleep can be caused by a nightcap before bed. It can also be caused by, um, not having a talk down or a slow down portion of your evening. So you haven't dimmed the lights, you haven't stopped looking at your phone, you are continuing to work right until, you know, when you're about to go to bed, uh, you uh, are reading books that aren't, aren't um, offering you any sort of nervous system slowdown, you are watching shows um, right before you go to bed. All of those things can disturb your sleep, as we know. Technology being a really big one, and the phone while you lay in bed being probably one of the biggest ones. So it depletes your body of the melatonin that it's trying to pr produce in order to say it's nighttime because the blue light in technology. So if you read on your phone before you go to bed or on a tablet, 
I would recommend against that and start looking at things like a Kindle or something like that that doesn't have that backlight. That would be something that would be really good. Popping your phone into another room for your for to charge it is one is one way that you can do things as well so that you don't have that urge to to reach for the phone. All of these things are disturbing your sleep. But then one of the biggest ones that's really disturbing your sleep is this chronic stress and anxiety that we're in. So for myself, going back to the supplements, something that was really helpful for me were, um, there's supplements called cortisol manager. I love that one. Um, L-theanine being another great one. Uh, melatonin being another great one. Magnesium being another great one. There's lots of them within there. And I would suggest talking to your naturopathic doctor or, um, to a skilled, um, herbologist about different herbs and, and, um, vitamins that you can take in order to calm your nervous system. Because if you're having a hard time falling asleep, then chances are you're not, you're, you're a little too close to technology before you go to bed. And if you are having problems staying asleep, it generally means that you are in a state of fight or flight most of the time, including during your sleep. So there are lots of herbs that can be utilized as opposed to medications, but medications are also helpful too, should you need them, that can be really, really helpful. Okay, so consistent sleep not just not just laying in bed for 12 hours, but consistent, you know, eight hour sleeps is going to make, of course, a huge difference in your energy levels. Dehydration, we talked about that. Um, clutter, clutter around you and in your house can absolutely deplete your energy levels. If you are feeling messy and, you know, like life's a hot mess right now and you and you're not getting the support that you need and you're not delegating in order to have people help you around the home, that is going to add to that feeling of exhaustion because the stuff is just closing in, okay? So clutter can absolutely be another part. Now you might say, well, I have no energy to declutter. I hear you, but where in your life can you cut something in order to value stack the thing that you value more, which is your health and your energy, right? We go through life so often in this place of like, well, this is what I do. When if you really wrote it all down, if you really thought about it, if you really had a good conversation with somebody you loved and, and somebody you trusted and found the things that you do without actually even realizing it, you'd realize that there's a lot of your life that you waste on things that you are really not that big of a deal to you, that you're not interested in, that someone told you you should do. And therefore all of the things that you could be doing in order to take care of yourself, they're falling to the wayside, right? And the last one that I have for you in the do not do list before the big one is the not eating enough food. So that's another one as well, is that so many of us, when we come out of cancer treatment, have gained weight. I know that feeling. I gained a lot of weight while going through steroids and drugs and, and stagnation and all of these sorts of things. I know that feeling. It's an awful feeling. 
But um, one thing that I'm not going to recommend is extreme calorie cutting. Because extreme calorie cutting when your body is in healing mode is going to make you more tired. Okay? So can you choose better choices? Absolutely. Can you start to do some walking like we've spoken about? Absolutely. But should you be going down to a 1200 calorie or a thousand calorie or 900 calorie diet in order to lose that weight? No, not at this time, not in this space of life. Your body needs to heal, right? Okay. All right. And so the number one energy drain that is really plaguing cancer survivors, trauma survivors, most humans, to be honest, um, that is really, really been draining you of your energy because I'm hearing it in the group. People are saying, you know, I, it's been, it's been five years and I still have a loss of energy and all of these sorts of things. Generally speaking, the doctors speak about energy levels should start to come back up after three to five months. And so if it's been years, then I want you to start looking at what what is draining your energy and the number one drain for energy is being in a constant state of anxiety and fear. Being in a constant state of anxiety and fear in your life. That that emotion is having a physiological effect on your body which is wild because we don't feel that our mind and our body have that type of connection. But the way I can best explain this is that if you are in a state of guilt, say you've done something, you feel really, really guilty and you're, you feel like your skin is crawling, your stomach is turned in knots, you feel sick to your stomach and you just want to get away from this emotion. That emotion can cause hives, rashes, tiredness, you know, inability to sleep, all of these sorts of things. So for us to believe that the mind and the body are not connected is ludicrous. <laughs> so when you're in a constant state of anxiety and fear and a, and, and a constant state of anger and discomfort, upset about what happened, all of the things, then you are depleting your energy quickly. Okay. So mindset, as much as that sounds so cliche and sounds so boring and I get it, but mindset is the number one way to increase your energy levels. And that is the, that is the Lord's truth. I know it to be true because I did all the things that I just told you to do, all of them. I followed my, my naturopath's um, advice strongly and I did have some success. I did. But it wasn't until right around five months that I got the proper support and community that I needed in order to change my mindset. And it was right around there, four months or so, that I began. And when I when that happened, my world changed, my energy changed, my mind changed, my health changed, my skin changed. People started telling me that I was glowing. All of these things in the midst of what should be one of the most difficult times of my life changed for me. It was extraordinary. 
And so that is why I took my current life coaching career that I, that I had, and I switched it entirely over to cancer survivors. And that is exactly what I do today is I work for cancer survivors to help them change their mindset so that they can have their energy back so that they can have their conviction back, their confidence back, their body back, all of these things that I could not find again for myself until I found the community, until I found the support that I needed. And so that is what I offer to you today is I have the Embody Your Recovery. It has opened back up for enrollment. No one knows about this except for you. I haven't posted about it yet but it will be posted about in the next few days but it is it is open for enrollment it is by application process only you have to be in a place where you are ready to actually make these changes and not just looking for a quick fix and if this is something that is interested interesting for you dm me message me comment below whatever it is and I'll get the I'll get the application out to you I'll get the information to you the ads the video the the course breakdown all of these things that haven't been posted yet and you just let me know okay but that is what I have to say about energy and about ways that you can increase your energy I know you can do this all of the things that I've given you are tangible, are doable. I'm going to write them all below in the list. And if it's mindset that you're wanting to work on and go deeper, then you just let me know. Okay. So all my love to you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in and watching. And I'm off to the rest of my errands for the day. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you found expansion with this last episode, then that means that others will too. And the best way to get the word out about the podcast is by leaving a review. I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review and let me know how you felt about the podcast. Included in the show notes will be everything that we talked about today, including all of my transformative programs. Change is just on the horizon, my friend.